The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Sci-Fi Update. I'm your host, Tony Harper, and I have in with me in studio again, Dave Clark. Hey, everybody. We've set up some different camera angles now, so things look a little bit different for you. If you're watching this on YouTube, I can actually be looking at you a little bit more. Um, hopefully, this works. It's almost we'll creepy. It <laughs> yeah, right? Look into my eyes. All right. So for today's episode, we're going to start off with the news as we usually w- would. Um, let's see. Star Trek Strange New Worlds get a tie-in book called Strange New Worlds The High Country. It's supposed to be released in November and written by John Jason Miller. Excellent. I love a lot of the Star Trek books. Do you? Oh, yeah. I've read way more than I ever realized. And one day I looked at my shelf downstairs and it's like, oh, wow, there's like 30 of them in here. Nice, nice. But they do it like Star Star Wars where there's a lot of different writers writing. Uh, yeah. And so some are better than others. Cool. All right. Uh, I don't read a lot of the Star Trek or Star Wars books. I've read a few, but not a lot. Uh, try the Admiral Thrawn series for Star Wars. Superb. Cool. I will. Uh, Village Roadshow is producing a new sci-fi horror film called Fritzchen which will be an adaptation of a 1953 short story written by Charles Beaumont. Um, Beaumont also wrote Shows of the Twilight Zone in 1964, and, oh, and the 1964 movie The Mask of the Red Death. Oh, that is a good one. So, I mean, it's B, but it's a good one. But yeah, but I mean, like I said, he, he's done a lot of stuff, so he's not new to the sci-fi world. I think yeah. Max von Sydow might actually be in that one, but I could totally be wrong and just be remembering the wrong thing. I still don't know a whole lot about either one of those, but new sci-fi show. There's one on Amazon coming up. Uh, actually, it just dropped Friday, so that would be yesterday's recording. Uh, Outer Range with Josh Brolin. Yep. I, we mentioned that in a show you were on not too long ago. Yeah, but I'm not smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh but now I saw the, Have the you trailer. Seen it yet? No, I didn't watch it last I night because I didn't want to watch it before the show. Uh, and I love Josh Brolin, even you know Jonah Hex, Josh Brolin, which I am ashamed to admit I did like that movie. Uh, the uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it now nice. that I've seen a trailer for it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I haven't even really watched the trailer for it. I did mention that it was out, and I kind of. Looked at the trailer a little bit before our last episode when we discussed it, but not like I didn't. It was a two minute trailer, and I think I watched 15 seconds of it. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But uh, I got two other shows that I'm watching right now Moon Knight and Halo. And I didn't, along my I other didn't watch stuff. this week's Moon Knight, so um, I've watched both before, before the show, but we're going to save I the Halo. Know. True Halo, Halo discussion. I wasn't saying anything about Halo. I was going to say I love – I'm not a Moon Knight fan, but I love what Oscar Isaac is doing. Oh, it's it's fabulous so far. There's disappointment in my news later on, and I'll let you know. Oh, no. All right. Uh, let's see. Square Onyx uh, announces Kingdom Hearts 4. 
Um, but there's not a release date yet. But they are going to do Kingdom Hearts 4. I had no doubt that they were going to milk that one for another. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> They're not bad I'd games. Mention it. And, and the fans are <clears throat> rabid. They are very rabid about it. I have yet to play it. I've seen gameplay and stuff like that. I've, I've played, really I've played play. all the Kingdom Hearts. I've dipped my toe in all the Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I've shown up to like the immigration at the front of the desk of the Kingdom and at least signed the paperwork. Nice. But uh, yeah, they're they're not bad games. Uh, I'm just No, they a, didn't look like bad games. It's just... I, well, I'm just not a big Disney fan like that. But for people who are, they, and the game's not bad itself. So. Right. Uh, and I love a lot of Disney stuff, but I still just have not gotten into it yeah that was the same thing with the uh mickey mouse paint painting world oh i actually did enjoy that i bought and i I like that everything i i like that a bit and but i i didn't play a ton of that either i mean i bought it for the kids and we played it a little that was one of the few things i bought for the uh uh wii u so on may 6 50 lucky fans will get a beta key to the upcoming game overwatch 2 um, it'll be given out to ticket holders that watch an over league event in Houston, t- Texas. Okay. So. Uh, my kid wants to be an esport uh, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to say athlete. But. <laughs> but. Have you? I, I mean, I've tried to keep up with like the pros on uh, Rocket League. I can't, man. This. When I was a kid, I actually went with my buddy Scott to a Nintendo uh, tournament, right, for Mario. Nice. And I came in like second or third from last uh, because it was, I was thinking speed run and they were doing most points accumulated. So everyone would just not cheat, but game the system. There's a section where you can hop on, for all you people who have, I keep looking over where the camera used to be, for all you people who remember Mario, the original, the uh, at the end of each level, you had to climb a little set of stairs and jump on a flag. Well, there's a section in one where you can jump on a shell and it'll just get stuck on the first stair and you just keep hopping on it and it's just ridiculous amounts of points. Everyone else is doing that. And I'm like, why are they doing that? And I'm playing the game. Something must be wrong here. <laughs> so eSports, not my not my thing, but no. Yeah, I keep telling my kid he's 16 now. Those thumbs are worn out. He's done. He's an old man. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Quantum Leap Reboot is in the pilot yes. stage Woo-hoo! at NBC. Uh, the reboot uh, may include the original voice for Ziggy. Um, and Ziggy was that smart AI that I'm sure that Sam and Al got to the right point in time that they were trying to get to. Yeah, that never worked. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel bad that Dean Stockton just died then. Hmm. Yeah. He almost got to see the who reboot. would take over his job and be yelled at by all the sci-fi fans at every con. Because every, every you're never better than the original. Uh, let's see. Jurassic Park World Domination releases June 10th, supposedly the last installment of Jurassic Park. I say supposedly. I mean, that's they're like gonna Kingdom Hearts. That, they're going to milk that cow. Um, and it, it brings together the original cast with all the new cast members. I did see a trailer for that, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward Jurassic to it, Park too. Fan. I love Jurassic Park. I love the sci-fi behind that. What what amazes me is how well the CGI still holds up from the original Jurassic Park. Right. That that were the. Well, they do a lot of now post editing a lot of those yeah. There's a lot of upgrades. As well, and they upgrade the CGI uh, when they do that. But I have actually seen it on VHS in the last couple of years, and it's 
it's good. I mean, it still holds up. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because that goes back to my solo episode where there was uh, a uh, April Fool's joke that I read. And as I was reading the article, I realized it was an April Fool's joke. And I just read it straight and then kind of at the end <laughs> mentioned this is probably an April Fool's joke about Paramount Plus uh, re-releasing something on VHS. I, it was like some kind of like original Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that. Um, and then they were going to do accidental cutovers of like hockey games or something like that. that <laughs> would be That's what really like flipped me out on it. But I'm like, that, could actually, that would that would actually sell, I think, if they did that. It could be really amazing. I mean, particularly those that like bee flick movies and that kind of stuff. That's actually a really good idea. We'll have to save that one for later and see <laughs> right? if we can make money off that. I mean, uh, it's like it, releasing it back on vinyl is how the, the yeah, article so was, went. That's and, what I was thinking about was, I mean, look how much money. Vinyl is now sold more than uh, CD or DVD uh, for the last, like, three or four years running now. Right. And how the hell does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me see. What else do I got here? Crimes of the Future will also release in June. Um the director is known for the fly and the, scanners. Which fly? The original first. Uh, so the one with. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Mark Goldblum. No, yeah, not Gold, Mark Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, sorry. Jeff Goldblum. Edit that out. I don't want the rest of the looked at the other camera again. Too, it's not too, there. Too bad. It's going to stay in there. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want the, I don't want the Goldblum fans out there hunting me down. <laughs> Mark Goldblum? Yes, with Jeff Goldblum in it. Um, yeah. So there isn't too much about the plot on it, but the trailer and pictures from the film promises some very interesting visuals. And they basically, the movie was about what happens to people allowed to adapt themselves to a new synthetic environment. And there really wasn't much more to go on in the article I read. So like morning. a furry convention? or uh, No, I think it was something like a dystopian future and they have this synthetic environment now that we have to live in type of thing as you know as soon as we figure out bioengineering for it, people are getting tails of cat ears it well that or multiple years or multiple stuff and there were some very interesting adaptations that we're putting in and it's like a horror flick so so tails yeah. and cat ears tails and cat ears probably um so that bad news i was mentioning about hawkeye and moon knight will not get a second season on disney plus Hawkeye not getting a second season doesn't break my heart at all. Uh, I haven't even watched the first season of it, though, but the reviews on it has been pretty piss poor, so I yeah. don't know if I want to watch it. Well, I mean, they could have made some basic things that would have made the show better, like right. uh, not airing it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, the writing's terrible. The action scenes are terrible. The uh, bow work on it's terrible. I mean, it's... it. I wanted to like it. Uh, Jeremy Renner is actually a good actor, just not in that show. Right. I don't know what went wrong, if it was the, the production company, the director, the producers, what went wrong, but it's just not good. And how low my standards are, right now I'm re-watching Iron Fist. <laughs> good. <laughs> just to prove to myself that it wasn't a spur-of-the-moment I don't like this because I'm watching Jessica Jones and Jessica Jones is good. Jessica Jones was pretty good. Yeah, but I was watching them together plus Punisher and uh, Daredevil and then they bring out Iron Fist and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I wanted to separate and then rewatch it just to go, nope, no, it's actually terrible. 
Nice. All right. So I'm on season two. Um, Batgirl has finished filming. Uh, it's supposed to be straight to HBO Max release. They may release it into movie theaters at the same time. I didn't realize they made a Batgirl movie. Uh, I didn't realize they had really made this yet either until I saw the article on it. Do you know? Uh, there is no release date set on it. Uh, but they're already we're talking about doing a second movie or a mini series based off of the film. So are they using the same? Do you know if they're using the same actress from the TV show? Uh, I do not know. I had it up on my phone and yeah. I, I don't really Homework pay attention for the next to that episode. kind of thing yet. Uh, well, the next episode will be a lot of actors who show up on to Star Trek and all that kind of stuff that you Go back might not realize out. was on there. So I got to do a lot of studying this next week. Before I have that episode and a new co-host next week, <gasps> so yeah. you heard it here, folks. He's kicking me off. No, it's not exactly that. <laughs> and the final bit of news I got is uh, going to lead us into our topic for today. The first tricorder has been developed for NASA. All really? Right. Yeah. So the device takes a droplet of blood and does an entire panel. Of results include things like radiation exposure bone density loss, and a whole list of other panel stuff. And then it will provide insight similar to what a doctor would tell you about all those panels and what you can do to help fix things and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's what makes it kind of like the tricorder and stuff. It gives you kind of the, res the results on the back end because they're in space. You never know if they're going to lose contact with a doctor or something like that. So that's about as close as we can get to a dock in a box. Now, the real question is, does it make the cool... So <laughs> no, but it is a handheld device, and I think it works similar to like the pinprick you would get for uh, diabetics on your on your finger. I would totally have to engineer that sound in. There's no way, as an engineer, I wouldn't put that. Even if you got like press two buttons and flip a switch on the back that no one else knows about, just to make it happen. <laughs> well, that's where your flip phone comes from, which right. goes into today's topic. Exactly, uh, science fiction that has been made into science fact. Uh, right. I. I, I thought I'd hop on the internet, find a couple examples, and everything would be great. Hundreds. Millions. Hundreds. There are millions of like, actual oh. examples. I mean, we go way back in history to some of the first people that wrote science fiction, some of your first Greek philosophers, which technically wrote science fiction before it was science fiction, because we didn't even define science until late 1800s. Yeah. Uh, I was reading in the... So uh, Mary Shelley's one of the first yes. gothic horror slash uh, science fiction writers. Uh, and she ties into the pacemaker. I had no idea. Yes. She ties into the pacemaker. It's so many so many cool uh, little facts. The, the being able to replace or graft other people's hands or arms onto you when uh, you've lost one for a reason. And yeah, they, that's they've died for other, and awesome. other stuff, you know, uh, replace. Grafting faces onto people and that kind of stuff. I, I completely think I should uh, donate my middle finger when I die so it can continue to do its job throughout the history. I know a guy that might take that. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to shoot off the tip of his middle finger. <laughs> oh, I know who that is. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. You know, around my house, he's actually a, uh, what's it, a, an action word. Which one's the action word? A verb. He's a, he's a verb around my house. Nice. <laughs> nice. So so what do you got for us? What's your first uh All right. I am going example. to totally skip Jules Verne. Okay. Only because he is the man who predicted the future. He's not the only one. 
Nope, but he got so many right, it's crazy. All right. Uh, so my first one is actually... Uh, I'm going to skip... Uh, ah, Mark Twain. Mark Twain. All right. Uh, Mark Twain predicted the intercommunication of telephones. Yes. Uh, and not just telephones, but the eventual... There's a couple of them that came up with But wasn't more our... Um, didn't they... The telephone came reasonably shortly after. Yeah. So, but they uh, had Morse code in the. Yep. the but that his going idea on. was the <laughs> party line. That was what I was looking for. The it, party line. Yes. The party line and how we as human beings, and this is the real insight of Mark Twain, that we as human beings would waste an incredible amount of time just shooting the shit on the phone and listening in, because in his experience with a telegraph. It was open to the public. If you were attached to that line, anyone attached to that line could hear where that telegraph was. And he predicted that people will just sit there and voyeur on everyone else's conversations. Yeah, but I mean, and that happens nowadays, but a lot of times people nowadays also choose to have that happen. And we're yeah. talking about that podcast as a prime and, example. And that's it exactly. That's what that that's that's the whole point is uh podcast Twitter. Twitter especially is nothing but a party line. Right. And and you look at it, you're like, way to go, Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, if you ever make it to Elmira, uh, they have a very, very creepy bronze statue of Mark Twain sitting on a bench. I've been to Elmira, but I did not see that yes, statue. Right out, it's right out in front. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone up like, oh, shoot. oh never mind. You're not a real person. <laughs> Super lifelike. Is it really? I... I I've only been there once to the airport over there once. And yeah, that's I all you ever need. Didn't. Beautiful Stop airport in, in the middle of nowhere, New York. Uh, so. What you got? Well, I was going to stick with Jules Verne and the submarine. And the fact that he predicted, you know, that with 20,000 leagues under the sea. And how much the submarine and a lot of... Our science is done by these deep dive submarines. And the the electrical generation on it. Yep. I mean, he predicted how it exactly would run, how it would function. He didn't put a. Well, he did put a nuclear reactor in yep. in there. A um, nuclear reactor to generate electricity. Yep. Which is crazy because that's how we do it. That's exactly <laughs> how we do it for the Navy. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that the it's not running nuclear power through the through the electrical lines. It's Burning, it's uh, creating uh, the fusion reaction or the fission, fission react reaction fission, is creating steam, which yep. turns a turbine, which generates the power. Right. Uh, and Jules Verne was dead on. It's amazing. It's amazing how how accurate he was. Electrical lights in the in the thing uh, the, that it needed uh, diesel generators for for uh, when it was up topside. Right. Crazy how how accurate he was. Yeah. Absolutely insane. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that microphone. Uh, oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Douglas ahead. Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's no way you can't tell me that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is not just an iPad. <laughs> but really, realistically, the only thing they got in there for Earth is harmless? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've just never been to Earth. That's the problem. I mean, you have all this data space in the iPad, and all you're going to put in there is harmless. But it had so much, so much of the rest <laughs> of the world, you know, the universe, rest of the universe, and everything, and everything. 
And I just love the title, So Long. <laughs> so, so Long and Thanks for All the Fish. So Long, Goodbye, and Thanks for All the Fish. That's one of my favorites. But yeah, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is clearly a tablet computer. Yes. Uh, and I'm curious. But that was in the 90s. Like, computers are already out, so that's not a very far prediction. It's not, but it's the style that we would, and how we would use. I mean, we've got all the information in the world, and what do we do? Travel destinations. Where can I get a good beer? <laughs> if you look at my tablet, the only thing on it is uh, like Angry Birds, and where can I get a good beer? Nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything super productive on my productive on my tablet at all. Really, I mean, I use my phone for everything. I check all my bank statements. I pay all my bills. I do everything with it. So much so that the the laptop that you know I have that I'm recording all this on. I only used to record this show on now at this point in time. Yeah, my my wife went to a Chromebook because she doesn't do anything with the laptop. Yeah. And she's like, well, my laptop's super slow. I'm like, well, yeah, it's like five years old. Oh, so speaking about the laptop thing and, and going back to one of our other previous shows, Artemis. Not tangenting. Not tangenting. Yeah, Artemis. I have my friends who listen to the show go, when are we going to play Artemis? So I'm looking for this fall going back to playing Artemis. Well, let me know. I'll, 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 I'll show up. So we're going to... The uh, try to get the band back together for that. We'll see what can happen. It's, it's a fun game. Try it. Try it. It is very... Artemis Starship Bridge Simulator. So Artemis SBS.com. Yep. All right. Um, so that brings me into Jules Worm and going to the moon and all that kind of stuff. He was one of the first ones to predict that. And scarily accurately. Very accurate. The number of the number of people on the ship. The weight, the fuel ratio, uh, that it had to be aluminum, not steel. And everyone's right. like, oh, make it out of cold steel. Scary right. accurate. All right. So what's your next oh, one? I don't know. It's on my notes and I stuck it under my... Uh, let's see. Oh, a ton for Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, I loved Arthur C. Clarke's. Uh, what do you got? Give me one of them. Uh, geosynchronous orbit for satellites. It's actually called the Clark Zone. The Clark... So oh, the Clark. Uh, yeah, the uh, specific distance Clark they need to be. Orbit. Cl the Clark orbit, yes. Yeah. I, again, he was another one that was, you know, a little closer to our time. But the specifics are so. But that's just keeping like we do. We keep up with, with the science news just as much as we try to get into the science fiction on stuff just so that we can. Um, not only stay abreast of what's out there, but to just to kind of give ourselves some ideas of what's still possible and what people are and working What's coming. At. What's interesting is, so like uh, a lot of these guys like uh, uh, Arthur C. Clarke, Carl, or, uh, not Carl Sagan, that's where I was heading with that one. Uh, <laughs> like Larry Nevin. All these guys, they all hung out with Carl Sagan. Oh, did they? Yeah. And I'm curious, and, and almost every one of them had a degree in something. Uh, biology, uh, like uh, not Jules Verne. Um, <laughs> Brain networking. Michael Crichton. H. G. Wells. H. G. Wells. Okay. Uh, he was a biologist. Right. So all these guys have science degrees. Well, not all of them, but the majority of these guys have science degrees, and they're hanging out with people. Well, obviously not Wells. Actually, I don't know about Wells because. He could have he in his could later have, years. I don't know. Uh, hanging out with Carl Sagan. I mean, that's almost a cheat. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Carl, but, what, do you, what do you see coming up? Come on. I mean, 
the the problem with Sagan is he was more of the showman though than the actual scientist. And he was very good at putting what the nerds were talking about into plain English. Science versus, communicator. All right, I I like the, the the term science communicator. He was a much better science communicator than he was as a scientist. Yeah, I would love to hang out with him for just just like two hours. I would duct tape my my tangent mouth shut. I really want to get a couple of my other engineering friends on here too to just have some wild conversations because some of them can put some very unique science into something I can more understand or better understand because I never went that route. I partied my way out of Clemson University for engineering. So I just fixed broke things. Only <laughs> me. I, I mean, you're, you're an overpaid electrician that's got an engineering degree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I don't have a degree. You know, oh, you don't have. A I never got a degree. You never got that. Uh, which uh, I keep trying to explain to my kid: you don't have to have a degree to still have a good job. You don't make good money and live a good life. Yeah, because he wants to be a psychologist. Oh, so disappointed! Don't let him hear this one. Um, <laughs> but even in science fiction, it had a lot to do with psych um, psychology. And everyone immediately thinks of Diana Troy. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of psychology. <laughs> well, I mean, look at uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. I mean, I, I think that's exactly where you're going with yes. that, too. Uh, which was also, uh, they consulted one of the first uh, AI scientists right. on that show to, or for that, for that movie to discuss how would the AI react? How would it make decisions? And, I mean, that's the major plot. Right. And it's, you know... Psychology to people. Excuse me, I got a tickle in my throat here. Mm. Anyway, didn't mean to step on you there. No, I mean I was I was going to go that way a little bit too with uh, 2001: Space Odyssey, or even further on for AI and all that kind of developments on that kind of stuff. But I was going to let you um, continue on. I'm okay. Trying not to cough in your mic here. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, unfortunately, unlike you, I didn't really write anything down. I was just going to oh, see where see. the story yeah, kind of took us because you usually tend to. Talk too much? Have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So it's really odd when you oh. don't have a lot to say because you're coughing over here. Oh. You need a drink or something? Yeah, I do. Hang on. Step off camera for, for just a second. Paid uh, for some of these drinks here. In the meantime, uh, I figured we could mention um, AI and or how things were predicted with... Um, Sleep with Electric Sheep. Who was the author again for that one? Uh, Hamill? Huh? Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick, right? And how he predicted uh, basically how humans would use AI and synthetics and androids, and that's still one of the first things that humans have have done with a lot of their stuff is turn them into either sex toys or living representatives of their past loved ones. And you can't hear Dave. Or the robotic slave class, which, you know, we've been doing that for a while, though, for car manufacturing. And um, all that was predicted well in advance of it happening. Oh, hopefully that fixed that. Um, Hi, everybody. So when he gets his uh, headset back onto there. All right. Uh, so the Roomba? The Roomba. Oh, I love my Roomba. You know who it's, makes it? Uh J robot or I robot? I robot. Yes. And, and we go straight back into it. <laughs> uh, but the, I watched an interview with uh, I forget the guy's name. 
that uh, co-created uh, the, the iRobot company. And his... Isn't he running Boston Dynamics now? I don't know. <coughs> Sorry, it's just right there. You get a little hot spot that just won't go away. The uh, it's kind of dry in this building. The uh, his his as a kid, his major influence was Rosie the Robot on the Jetsons. Nice. Uh, uh <coughs> sorry, can't get that to go away. The Jetsons also predicted some things in the future here with Rosie the Robot um, communicating over video phones. Video phones and having work call you at home all the freaking time on a video phone. <laughs> no, that works. <laughs> Although I don't think they'd ever dare call me at home on a video call. No, really? They know me better than that. <laughs> I've had them call me, and I was almost in the shower the one time. I'm like, oh, I denied your FaceTime call because I got something going on. <laughs> uh, Julie tends to give me video calls. Yeah. I keep telling her don't do it because I'll show you where I'm at. Uh, Hugo Gernsback. Okay. Uh, vaguely, I don't even want to say vaguely, almost specifically predicted radar. Yes. Uh, bouncing bouncing electronic waves off an object and reading the, the return. And he is the namesake of the Hugo Award. Right. I just, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew about Hugo Gernsback. Right. But I'm not smart enough to put those two together. I'm pretty. I don't need to be smart. Yeah, let's go with that, Dave. I keep telling keep the delusion that. in place. We'll just Someone's got to. Uh, what else we got? Uh, one I did not know. Ray Bradbury. Okay, I've read something by Ray Bradbury. I can't remember what it's called. You got a book that goes with this? Oh, I don't remember the name of the book. Uh, <coughs> Ray Bradbury. Don't worry, world. I'm not sick. I'm not dying of COVID. It's just really dry in here. I got a tickle in my throat that won't go away. Uh, if you said the name of the book, I remember it. But uh, he predicted earbuds. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, what is oh, it? Oh, Fahrenheit 451. That, that's not the individual book, but yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Martian Chronicles, Something Wicked This Way Comes, Illustrated Man. Illustrated Man. It's an illustrated man. Uh, yeah. Uh, they use uh, basically scientific seashells in their ear. Okay. Earbuds. Earbuds, yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. I had no idea. Uh, Ray Bradbury is another one that, that predicted so much, it's it's insane. Uh, who else we got hiding in here? Uh, many, many, many of these guys came up with different ways of uh, local networking, uh, uh, home computers. Uses of home computers. Oh, Arthur C. Clarke. Yes. Whose name did not come out properly in my notes, even though it's my last name. You think I would have figured that one out. Uh, networking in the home. Uh, so you have a local home computer, and it goes to your work, and they have a, have a mainframe, although in his idea it was much larger. They are much smaller now, thankfully. Yeah, the server units will take up the size of most desktop computers used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but another one he did was uh, voice computing. So your AI assistant, Alexa, Google. Ah, my phone didn't turn on. Your out. hail. Yeah. Uh, he was he was in, uh, instrumental in predicting that we are going to just speak to our computers, not type, not joystick input, not you know wires in your brain or anything like that. 
It's just so much easier to, to do that than it is to do something else, particularly when I'm like, how do I spell this word? And it's like, hey, Siri, how do you spell bing, bing, bing? Glad my phone didn't turn off either when I did that. <laughs> uh, we were watching something last night, and uh, there was an Alexa in the show. And they were talking to the Alexa on purpose. And your Alexa goes <laughs> off. Yeah, that's why I don't have an Alexa near any of our TVs. Yeah. Well, we it have one in our kitchen so they will play music or tell us the weather or something like that. It like does. That. We don't usually have issues with that. Oops, my bad. Oop, volume Sorry. off. The, uh, uh, but uh, the wife was in the kitchen, which is attached to the living room, so the volume was up so she could hear it. So it was loud enough to catch, catch Alexa. And I'm like, oh. This is this is what I found on the web, <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you want more information? Uh, Starship, Starship Troopers. Yeah, I almost said Star Trek Troopers, and again, you're gonna have to edit that out because I don't want all those rabid fans coming after me. <laughs> yeah, you almost brought me into saying the same thing. Uh, those are the ones that I wrote down. Those are the ones but that you wrote was down. one, two. That was like ten or fifteen of them. So I uh, thought you were gonna have some ready. I'm the slacker. You're taking my position. Uh, yes, I did take the your position. I was just thinking back on, on some of the stuff like um, penicillin was predicted via sci-fi at one point in time. Really? And I can't remember the story I was reading about it, but uh, yeah, it was predicted by like the back in the history sort of with Well, the that Greeks. makes sense because the word panacea would be what they were probably referring to. Yes. A, a, a cure-all. It was like a, a Greek thing that was predicted through Greek stories. That would make sense. Um, uh, then we've got uh, the flip phone, which we were talking about, uh, through Star Trek. Yes, Gene absolutely. Roddenberry. Which uh, have gone away from the flip phone totally now. If you have one of those dinosaurs. You, you can get a new flip phone. You can. They're making a resurgence again. Uh, well, what is it? iPhone's making one that, with a foldable screen so that you can uh, have Samsung. this big, small. No, iPhone was doing it too. Oh, are they? I didn't know they were making yeah, one. Yeah, they were doing one that was similar. The Samsung is already out. Steve but the Jobs iPhone... is flipping in his grave. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. Uh, I have played with the Samsung ones. They're really nice. Uh, don't they have a tendency to break though along that fold? Mm, they... They can get uh, like a color smear, uh, but I haven't really, I haven't seen anyone with a broken one yet. And right. you've got the one that goes flip phone and book side. Yeah, book uh, side. Folio. Folio? Yeah. I believe folio is what they call it. Uh, but they're super nice OLED screens. They're yep. amazing. Samsung, not a sponsor. But no free Samsung shout out to Samsung. And iPhone. I got to use both. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm curious how aggravated. The iPhone community would be with a folding phone. Really, I don't know if they'd be all that aggravated. Well, they think it would just expand iPhone into other niche. Well, I think because people. it would change the form factor, and iPhone people tend to be like, "Look, I have a new iPhone. You can tell because it's this shape." <laughs> That's my mother-in-law. It's, it, it's, it's, it's the amount of cameras now that are on the back of the phone that you can tell which version of the phone you have. No, it's ridiculous. You, know? you got like five on that on that on that new one, doesn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I just I never in my life have anything important enough to take a picture of that also takes a video of in slow mo IR. I mean, uh, yeah, but I've utilized that kind of stuff for taking some um, pictures with my six-inch telescope. Oh, okay, I can see that. Uh, so I have a camera mount, uh, and actually a phone mount to mount it to my telescope, and I can use a regular telescope eyepieces 
and then mount my camera in behind it and take a photograph with the IPCs. With the, I could totally see that being worth it for that. Uh, for the iPhone. So at that point in time, it definitely has become worth it and that kind of stuff. Um, but I also was thinking about, sorry, I, I, no, that's fine. I'm wandering right. Uh, ion drive engines. Yep, predicted by sci-fi. Yep. Warp drive hasn't been... Hasn't been created yet. Created. It is still predicting science future without a, a science basis. But that was science that's been developed because of the fiction itself. <laughs> I you get got a little it. ET in me there. I, don't I, I get it. Um, uh, no, I was going to say, uh, since we have clearly gone off the rails and forgotten to, to put more things in, I have a question for you then. Okay. All right. See, look, I'm going to... I'm gonna, Getting back on the rails. We've totally switched bodies today. Uh, what is your science fiction prediction for the next science fact? Oof. Um, Can't use warp drive because we just did that. No, 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 no. Because, like, Boston Dynamics has already got the robotic dogs that oh, will that follow you. That you can buy. kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying. Um, well, Robeson just released the trailer for... My Optimus Prime, so you can now get the trailer and Optimus Prime combined total like they're like two thousand dollars now. So you're can, halfway to the trailer, uh, right? So you the, the trailer, the trailer, yeah, the trailer is like another seven hundred and fifty dollars for it. But theoretically, it's another remote control thing it will automatically stand up and unfold and do a couple of other things. You should get a Patreon page. Help me, uh, help me, help me buy, or go fund me, help me buy the trailer. <laughs> I might, I might. That's the only way I can afford to do it. Like, if it was like $100 or something like that. It's $100, I'd have two of them. Yeah, I would have, I would have already gotten it. But I'd be it, five pounds late. But it was $750, and I'm like, screw that. Yeah, I don't want to spend that much money on that. Um, have you seen the Boston Dynamics dog with the rifle attached to it? With the autonomous yes. software for firing at people. Yes, and the autonomous oh. drone, flying drones that do the same thing and make combat decisions. Theoretically, they're not supposed to be utilized already, but they're already being utilized. So you have that factor from Terminator, the science fiction made into science fact type of thing already happening. I was reading an article. Uh, there is uh, a gang in South America that was using drones with a pistol attached to it. Yes, that's where it initially like, started like, oh my God. ahead of time. But now they also have it developed for autonomous target selection. Yeah, yeah, I, I know how well my they car chooses targets. They were using that so. possibly in Africa for against certain drug loads. So that would explain why my cocaine went up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or my ground, my ground. I don't think cocaine you, you comes from You should watch careful with that. I mean, at least you haven't mentioned where you work, but you don't want work to hear you <laughs> say something it's, that kind of crazy. It's not actually cocaine. I just snort ground uh, ivory, uh, you know, <laughs> which would probably actually give me in more trouble. <laughs> as, as my nose itches, as and I rub it. the show keeps circling around this toilet here. <laughs> All right, um, but the next science. Fiction to become science fact. I think realistically, um, I think in America you're going to see um, robotic receptionists much more commonly. Like they've already been developed kind of in Japan and they sort of are semi autonomous. They're going to be much more utilized over here in the US very shortly, I think. 
I'm thinking Iron Man suits for, for combat. So that is in the process um, of being developed. Problem is, is energy de- density. Battery and, storage, yeah. And keeping it um, charged long enough to be able to do something useful with it. Now, years ago when I was skinny and had a short haircut, they had all my hair, The uh, they had produced a uh, exoskeleton, but it had a 200-pound battery pack that had to sit on the back of it. So it shortened the, the the range, but it was really just to help lift and carry things. Correct. It wasn't, and it was. We're not talking. And they modified that same thing to so where it's now fifty pounds, including the entire suit, that will allow you to help lift and carry things. Yeah. It, it only it only extended what you already had. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it already but, it just assists with that kind of stuff. But I do that. Well, they are also utilizing it for those that have. Um, Loss mobility due to spine fractures and that kind of stuff as well. Um, Go science. Yeah. So a lot of that is out there, and there are multiple uses. Um, it's more the military uses that concern me more than the uh, advancements for helping people that are injured or that kind of stuff. And in science fact, did you see the robotic bugs to help find people in uh, downed buildings? Yes, I have seen that. Oh, that was science so cool. fiction and science. Well, that's the same thing as uh, remote uh, surgery being done. That was science Which fiction. I just had done. That became science fact. That was that was pretty cool, too. Um, and they wheel you in, and you see all the little arms on top, and you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm not in a movie. Am I getting punked? <laughs> Well, and then I'm uh, the opposite of that. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I'm in a movie, and I just don't want this to be shown to everybody. Oh, once they hit me with the drugs, I was... You were okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I was okay with everything. <laughs> yeah. They, they put the little thing on it and said, breathe deep, and I'm waiting for them to say count back. And then I remember waking up in the... In the <laughs> that's how you get to the count back. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? Wait. <laughs> I'm here again. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> uh, the robotic snake? Yes. Oh man, that's that's a pretty cool little. Device. And that thing is being utilized all kinds of different stuff. Or um, nano machines going inside your body. Those are also can't wait. No, they already oh, are available and being utilized by 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 doctors and that kind of stuff to um, help locate various stuff. The the tumors. new use was brain surgery and or brain tumors and helping. Um, Find stuff and locate certain. And people were concerned about having red colored tattoos in an MRI. Wait till. So have you had any nanobots recently? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a real exactly. That's a real it's concept. gonna be a real concept and a real problem. Um, and but, you know but even MRI, lie. that kind of stuff, or CT scans, that was science fiction before it was science fact. Very true. I just don't have. I don't know who did it. Like body scanners, like TSA uses those were science fiction before they were science fact. If you're thinking on. Uh, Total Recall. I was, I was just, I was trying to think of the name. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, I know the name, I know the Total name. Total Recall. Um, and again, it's the science isn't 100 percent there yet on that, but they're awfully close to doing the exact same things. Uh, I have inside scoop on that. For they can, what they I do. can and do. It is pretty cool. Some of the stuff that, that they're I know, doing now. I, I know, I do too. So I get it. But <laughs> the, the I've gotten to see some of the newer stuff. Yeah, and. It's pretty impressive. I'm sure it is. Uh, the, the the wall you walk by that uh, will take a picture of you as you go through it. I mean, that's total recall oh, Iceland, right actually. there. Iceland uses Iceland like uses that. There's um, I'm go, I'm, border kind of uses it a little bit uh, more different. for the tractor trailers and that kind of stuff, but sort of similar system. Uh, I've gotten to actually work on that system. 
Yeah. Uh, but I'm going back to Iceland in July. I will take pictures and bring them. Nice. If I can take pictures, I don't know if I can. Um, uh, they might frown upon that. I might have just gotten myself thrown on a no-fly list. <laughs> yeah, you might have. We'll, we'll see. Uh, the tractor-trailer one is actually very cool. It's a continuous picture as it as it yeah, as you, it, you it's stationary. You drive, you just through idle it. through it. Yep. Uh, there's some really cool pictures you can find online of uh, that kind of stuff, which is how I know all about it, how a lot of that works. Did you see the one where they've got all the people in the floor of the tra- uh, the trailer? There's like 30 people. Uh, yes, under a I false did floor. See, see that one. Yes. You're like, oh, happy cancer. <laughs> oh, so bad for you. That's it a, it that, is that's a beast of a machine. Because that's ionizing radiation versus some of the other stuff that they're trying to do that aren't ionizing Scanning radiation. Scanning proton beams. Real thing? Really? Yeah. Scanning proton beam is the next. Uh, uh, Scanning proton beam is not. Super new, new. I mean, it's no, last it's not. Years, I've, I've seen something about it, but, but that was a Star Trek science fiction. Thing. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, oh, there's a couple because of, they're looking for non-ionizing stuff. Because after Star Trek realized that some of the stuff was ionizing, they tried to change their science fiction to more align with science fact, as they usually do in Star Trek. We will not talk about the warp uh, drives destroying the universe, and all of a sudden, it's not. <sighs> Again, science fiction that was turned towards science fact. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We already went over uh, wormholes. Wormholes, definitely. Wormholes. I can't wait for wormhole Or um, uh, slingshotting around a uh, No, the black Ansel, hole. Ansel um, Communications by um, Ender, who wrote Ender's Game. Uh, Hubbard. Right. Around Hubbard. So um, the spooky action at a distance, the fact that we can communicate in real time over large distances. Quantum tangled. By quantum Quantum tangled. entanglement. Quantum yeah. entangled. And uh, they've, they've realized how to do that. They haven't had much of a chance to send something billions of miles away to contact nope. it in the last real one, time. The last one I saw was, uh, I think it was a 3,000-mile difference. Yes. Uh, I want to say it was like CERN to California or something, something like that. Something like that, yes. And it works. And that is, ooh, it's so spooky. I just got goosebumps. Right. That or there's apparently a ghost nun that lives in this place. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel the ruler across the back of my knuckles. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, what's got? Uh, what else was I going to cover? Oh, well, actually, even, looking at your watch, uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah, Dick uh, Tracy. Dick, Dick Tracy uh, predicted the the uh, radio communication, video communication watch. Yes, and he's got Apple. I've got Samsung. So. Uh, the Apple just doesn't have a camera built into it more because of a power drain on it than anything well, else. Well, this one doesn't have camera built into it either. But there are versions there that are, do. Yes. They have the camera that can do the Dick Tracy phone. All There's the nothing, I, nothing I can't imagine I would love better than, hey, what's up my nose while I'm trying to talk to you? <laughs> uh, a little gripe. I'm left-handed, obviously. Right. The speaker and mic on the Samsung is in the left side of the watch because it's designed predominantly for right-handed people right so if my hands in the way it covers the speaker oh you see i have that same gripe here with the iphone it's just my hand goes up and turns it like i get oh, pictures you get i get pictures of my iphone uh camera face or the watch face by just snapping the picture Everyone say the hi to matt yeah that's the pod father that's that's <laughs> going through so yeah you're on camera thanks yeah your hand looks better than my face you can keep it there <laughs> Um, what else we got? Uh, oh, 
I was going to say something about rocket designs and, and oh, 3D printed rockets. Oh yes, and the ability to do that kind of. There stuff. There are two competing companies that I that I know of uh, that are designing and currently fabricating 3D printed rockets, and the cost is so much cheaper. It's crazy. Uh, but what's cool is for anyone who does a lot of 3D printing, especially on an uh, FDM printer where it's adding material r r layer by layer, not a uh, UV printer which creates out of resin. Right. Uh, when they're showing this rocket, you can see the lines in it. And you're like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I do. you know it's a structural. I do remember. But that's something else that was predicted by science fiction, commercialization of the, the rockets. Yeah. And, and the fact that large corporations are going to do that, not usually run by just smart people, but, um, you know, I can't wait for Amazon rockets to come up because, you know, that's coming up here eventually. I mean, after Elon bought Twitter and almost bought Twitter, I should say. Well, he bought nine, nine and a half percent, and he's currently trying to buy 48%. Yeah, but Vanguard or somebody else bought like 10.8% just to beat him out so that. He doesn't gain hostile control over Twitter. Itself. I don't know how hostile it is. It would be fun because then you could tweet to your car in space. He <laughs> <laughs> could tweet, tweet to the Tesla that's going to somewhere like we don't even know where it's going to crash. Yeah, I have I a mean, little concerned about corporations owning space. Uh, that is going to happen. But I can't wait. That is one in my of my backyard. science uh, fiction of science facts thing I think is going to happen. Oh, I, I totally believe it, too. Uh, it's just human nature. But I can't wait to be sitting in my you backyard know, on 4th of July and Bush beer sign in fight space. over actual control of space, you know, that's, that's the, the two ways that it's going to happen. Either governments fight control over it or... Corporations take over. Where's the difference in those? Government not corporation. Much, what's the difference? <laughs> not much. Honestly, I can't wait to. Where are you live? Microsoft of America. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, okay, that's a good question. Which evil corporation would you prefer to live in their country? Oh. <laughs> current corporation. Mm, current corporations. I mean, I don't know if I want to live in like a micro nation like Jamba Juice, Colombia, or something like that. Man, that's that's um, that is something like I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't want to live in the meta. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You got to choose. You got to choose. I, I don't. Meta I don't think. Like, ah. I, I don't think I want meta. Um, SpaceX would probably or whatever Elon is running, whatever it becomes the Twitter X of. Of America would be probably where I'd prefer to be at. Instead of Pornhub, you'd have Twitter XXX? Yes. Uh, I want to live in the micronation of Dyson. Dyson, huh? Yes. Uh, I don't care what people say. I love that little blade, the the blade hand dryer. Right. Where you stick your hands in and just pull them out over a 12-second release. I think they work fantastic. They're loud as hell. They are, but I don't care. I'm not putting one in my bathroom and waking the wife up at night. My God, I'd be dead. I would be like, where's Dave? His wife killed him. He woke her up at three in the morning drying his hands. The uh, but think about all the cool things that that they. I mean, you'd have like uh, a uh, like a Segway, but it'd just have the Uniball, like the like the Dyson vacuum. It'd be awesome. And I think they're less of an evil corporation. I get it. I get it. Well, that's why I chose kind of Elon as far as goes. I mean, he's insane, but he's not been super, well, he's autistic. super evil that I 
I can spot like and he does all the roads crazy stuff. Like he's he's all for like people just doing brain surgery on themselves. But you know, maybe not on myself. Well, he's all for something like that. Have you been to the? Oh, we are so far off topic. Have you been to the Buffalo Science Center and played with the uh, robotic surgeon? Yes. Could you imagine? I'm really good at that because my job. Good. Could you imagine trying to do that on yourself in a mirror? Everything's backwards. You're looking up at a mirror or a monitor and trying to try to do brain surgery on yourself. I think I'll leave that to somebody else. All right, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> I can't imagine it because I'm such a klutz that like, whoops, and then I'm talking. There all goes rational weird. thought. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't. I don't see that happening for myself. Uh, what else we got? We got about four more minutes. Matt. Step in as special guest for a second. We got a question for you. And it, I swear to God, it is not about the ghost nod. Here, man, I'm going to... What's up? Hey. <laughs> right up the nose. Woo! What is your prediction for the next science fiction thing turning into science fact? And don't worry, we'll tell you if you're wrong. Oh, boy. That's a good question. <sighs> we're totally off the rails at this point, so... <laughs> yeah, we're about ready to end this show. Are you? <laughs> I'm gonna say but this is some kind of like military technology like like lasers, like killer lasers and stuff, and that might be around already. Well killer lasers are sort of I mean but they like really death want star them. level to death star to like de- the magnitude of the death star. Okay. Uh do you know who Kyle Hill is? Uh, I'm not familiar. Okay, so he's a science communicator on the internet. Okay. I just look him up and look up his Death Star uh video. Uh he goes over so photons, which are light have weight, well, sort of, uh, they have pressure when they move. Right. Uh, so he does a calculation on how pasted everyone in the Death Star would be from the equal but opposite reaction of that laser firing. Firing, yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyle Hill, uh, Death Star. Look it up. It's amazing. It's like a 20-minute video because he goes through all the science of it. It's amazing. something? A little bit, maybe? Well, I mean... First off, the energy consumption on those would be a little hard pressed right now. Is well, that, that's why science fiction is science fact. Yeah, and my audio oh is still recording. Thank God. <laughs> Ooh, I almost thought the the show was going to have to be done through the audio on this, which was messed up the last time. So I was glad I had this audio to work with. Um. But that that energy thing, it's just cost is so high, and so we get fusion reaction down. I don't think we could we can do that. Well, like they say, ten years. <laughs> yeah, inside joke, all the science fiction fans out there. You know? <laughs> um, but the you know the military has ha- has had them out there for a while now. I mean, yeah. this is how they there are anti missile systems. There are anti aircraft systems that use lasers. The um, problem, so. The anti-missile systems actually work. They work. The problem, uh, it's not like an AWAC system, like uh, uh, on, on your yeah, on the, the wall of lead off a, off a carrier. The problem is tracking. So if I am firing at a ballistic missile that is moving at 1,000 miles an hour, literally, and I am trying to track with my laser from its point on the horizon to the point on the horizon, the speed alone that that needs to track and keep that laser focused on one spot on that missile to break it is the problem. Well, that's why it's been beat by um, hypersonic missiles, which is 
you know, and we'll currently the the biggest threat that we have is that there is no Star Wars system that will beat out a hypersonic missile, and there's very few land-based systems that could do the same thing. We have to know of the launch. You have to know uh, its trajectory, trajectory yeah. quick enough to be able to launch a hypersonic missile to intercept it. Which enters into Ender's Game again. So there's a, there's a line in Ender's Game, and I don't. I'm paraphrasing, uh, where uh, the colonel is telling Ender, "Before you pull the trigger, remember that those bullets in space will hit something somewhere sometime." Right. So you got to make sure you've got your target, so you don't overshoot and then kill some poor farmer seven seven galaxies over. Right. I always think about that when I think about uh, uh, Star Wars, the not TV show, the you know missile system in in space the uh and i always think about that and i'm like oh man that's right if i shoot this rail gun it's gonna hit something somewhere even that star wars system was science fiction torn sort of science fact i mean there is some truth in it there's a lot of government secrecy over what the actual truth is yeah lasers in space is it's also kind of like a no-no for a bunch of countries and so like i said there's some interesting aspects of what's actually real or not real that's a good one rods from god right that's that's a that's a beautiful kinetic weapons um just drop a giant tree stump from space (laughs) and and it can happen um and they are as damaging as a nuclear weapon without the radiation yeah uh right now we're looking at upgrading the gps system to gps3 Yes. Uh, and that's adding, I forget what the number was, but it was hundreds of mini satellites. Yeah, well, the distance for Geosat 3 to current Geosat 2 is, is a closer distance, which is why they needed more satellites. Yeah, um, yeah increase the net density. But the number of satellites, I mean, now you, you know... A-Rod takes a couple of more steroids and knocks the ball out of the out of the park straight up. He's going to hit a satellite now. Yeah, I know. And that and that's the problem. That's the problem with the uh Elon Musk Starlink system. Um it's that's low earth orbit. Yeah, that's for that that's system. high density too. Oh, question for you. Okay. Captain Tangent. When you are using your telescope, yes. Do you ever see satellites? Can you see satellites? I see satellites in space going by when I'm using this stuff. I typically don't see them in the telescope because if you do see them in the telescope, they flash by so quickly. It's not like I can snap a well, picture. Thousand miles. An yeah. Hour, yeah. So when you're looking at less than a one degree angle, you you don't have that chance to really snap a picture or react quick enough to see them. But I have seen them in the telescope, not clearly because I'm focused way out there and not focused way in. Yeah, like I'm looking at the door. My hands are here. I don't really see my. But hands I've so seen much. seen some of that on occasion, but so rarely right now. But the last time I really used the the telescope was probably pre-COVID. Now I'm going to do a dark sky sight um, here this summer, and I might record an episode from that dark sky sight. Explain to the with un- my engineers what that is. So a dark sky sight is a, basically an area of the country where within 200 miles of that area, no, okay, I get no it. external lights or so that kind of stuff no that are designed light. to show show up in there. So all the towns within 50 miles of um, light pollution. That's where. Yeah, the light pollution. Um, so the dark sky site I go to is in Pennsylvania. It's really an old aircraft field at the top of a mountain. Oh, is that the one where they have a radio dead zone? 
yeah, they have like all kinds of stuff on over there. Um, and it's about as close as I've ever gotten as the middle of the ocean when I was in the Navy of seeing the night sky. Yeah, I find that incredibly creepy. I was in um, Oklahoma uh, in the middle of a field. I mean, there was probably nothing for 10, 20 miles. But you, when you actually see the Milky Way, yeah, see the like, color behind it. And I had no idea there's that many. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a trip. City kid. <laughs> it's a total trip. I mean, the city just sees the bright ones, but there's so many more out there. Uh, it's funny because I was taught to do uh, celestial navigation for sailing. You know, North right. Star's over here. You know, you know, uh, Big Dipper, Sirius, things like that to get your relative position and use a use a section during the day if you want to want to do all that. So I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm not used to seeing stars, but I've only ever seen the bright ones. And I go out there and I'm like, ah. If you're in the middle of the ocean, how do you do this? Yeah, because there's so many more stars, you have to actually. Pick out the bright ones from the darker yeah, ones. Yeah, and you got to be a whole lot smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I think we're going to call this episode. Uh, we keep getting off tangent here. A little bit a little bit loopy. That's why he's having someone else come in for the next episode. That way he doesn't have to change the name no, to off-tangent no. sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, that, that may be on the Aryan of Grievances thing. I don't know how uh, Matt's planning on doing that one. I still am interested in that show when he gets it going. Um, starting soon. So yeah, he keeps saying starting soon. May something or other. May the 4th. May, may the 4th. Oh, May the 4th be with wow. you. That makes sense. So um, oh, I got to get a Grievous helmet. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, like, share, follow me on Facebook, follow me on YouTube, follow me on your favorite podcast media. Uh, rate me. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, you said rate, right? Rate, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> rate Dave. No, don't because, rate me. So I, I know whether or not I should keep using him as a guest. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye.